0: So I've gathered some some questions uh, in terms of Vinaya, precepts. Mm. Keeping the precepts or Vinaya. So sometimes people take the precepts because of circumstances, yet if the circumstances change so does their precepts. And others take it on because they understand that it is beneficial regardless of circumstances. Either way, will both types of people be able to attain purity in terms of virtue, purity of mind, purity of view, resulting in freedom from suffering?
1: Hmm. No. no. it needs to be taken Because
0: one, one person is keeping the precepts, he's keeping the Vinaya, hmm. due to circumstances but yeah. for 50 years. yeah. Doesn't really step out of that. It's
1: it's it's meritorious, uh, as would have said. You're not engaging with centrality the way you would if you don't keep the precepts. But in and of itself, yeah, that does not uh, result in mind um, turning away from centrality, um, gaining an insight into the nature of uh, you know, non-ownership and everything else. That you need to you need to keep the precepts rightly. And that we spoke about it, that keeping the precepts, it's basically whether you keep them where the responsibility for the precepts is. That's what Mm -hmm. determines whether you keep them rightly or not. So taking the precepts as a result of a tradition, culture, external values, and that must be done because of that, means that's where the responsibility is. It's on this level of external acts. And that's why the mind is still bound with them. Sure, they are better acts, than non-precepts but but if you recognize no, no, no I keep the precepts because I choose to do so because I want to train my mind uh, because of the weight of the tradition mm. of the culture that then brings it much closer to home and uh, it's harder to keep the precepts that way because you realize I can choose to not keep them it's on me there is no external authority or criteria or weight it's just, it's on me. So I can, I can do it or not do it. And then you feel that, oh, so then why am I doing it? Oh, well, exactly. So feeling the <coughs> keeping of the mm. precepts on that level with that responsibility and not breaking them on that level with that responsibility uh, and sustaining the context of keeping them, yeah, that is now directly affecting your mind. The person who takes them responsibly or chooses to take on the precepts
0: Sees where the problem is. On some you level, already they see, oh, "I'm responsible for my mind being in it depressed, my mind being unhappy. What mm. can I do about it?"
2: Yeah, sure, they can. They could. They well, could be I seeing that.
0: I need to take on the precepts. That is. That is the only sort of right beginning. Like yeah. you see that a direct possibility
1: that or at least have faith that there is a direct possibility so you don't then mask the preset and I do it just because we all agree to do it and I'm fine as long as I stick to our external agreement I'm fine I don't have to think about anything else I don't have to reveal my intentions further I'm fine I'm doing it I'm meeting the requirements I'm following the form I'm blameless Yeah. all of that but it's like no no you're blameless if Your intentions are not rooted in greed, aversion, delusion. And in order to start revealing your intentions, you need to start keeping the precepts on that intentional level every single time. Like, no, 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 I'm I'm abstaining from breaking the precepts, I'm abstaining from sensual acts, acts of carelessness or anger, because I choose to do so because I want to train my mind, not because... (coughs) And that's why then you wouldn't be bothered if, say... We well we agree to keep this precepts and now you're not you're just going doing your own thing. It doesn't affect me. It's not my problem because I'm not defined by the group think nor group action. Mm. I'm defined by my own intentions every single time.
2: <coughs> also, you're probably less likely to, I mean, uh, put the responsibility for you, like your state of mind on other people. Like I'm depressed mm. because he did this, or oh, I'm yeah. angry because he sure, did this. Sure. You, you're more likely to see where the responsibility Yeah, lies. you're
1: closer to recognize where the problem is, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's kind of helpful to be in a community of people who keep precepts, Yeah. but the, da- the danger there is they're relying on the community for you keeping the precepts. Yeah, it's helpful to that. be in
1: a community to keep the precepts, but not necessarily helpful to be in a community to keep the precepts, but then never really points at where the... You know, responsibility should be and teaches you what you need to know. So if you're in community that keeps the precepts due to the external circumstances and the authority, and that's all they do, and then when it comes to practice, the views are like here and there, and nothing brings you back to take on responsibility for those precepts, that's not helpful. Now you're gonna proliferate even more. Because I'm sure many of the ascetics and Brahmins in the suttas were virtuous in terms of the precepts. Yet mm-hmm. they were extremely you know, like victims of extremely wrong views that the Buddha himself, like, you know, quite harshly mocked or dismissed or dismantled. But, yeah, many of them were were probably quite quite restrained in that sense. So, that, see, if somebody joins that sort of community whereby you would be restrained, but then with all these views that do not reveal the responsibility or undo it, just add further to it, Mm -hmm. well, that would be even harder to undo now than before. Then if you, go, before. Along it, if you, you c- go along with it, of could, course.
2: Uh, yeah. You could be, be responsible in yeah. that context. I mean, it always
1: remains possible, you can always turn around, um, but uh, it's going to be factually harder because now you are uh, accumulating these these further views on account of already that non-responsibility of your of your precepts and the virtue. But if you're in a community that keeps the precepts and then keeps teaching you how to take the responsibility for it and not rely on the community, and recognize your own intentions and uh, the, the roots of it, yeah, that's like, okay, now, see, the precepts have been taken, even if they haven't been taken rightly, now they've resulted in greater perspective that it's making you take it rightly. And that's the gradual training. The will say, come and dwell restrained by this. This These are the virtue, the precepts. And person starts doing it rightly, okay, now God sends those, now increase, okay, does now be mindful boi- with all the instruction. <coughs>
0: Yeah, there is a sutta that says the danger of like uh, rel- relying <coughs> on another person, like y- you. The danger of you, your precepts, your practice being reliant.
1: Your well-being, yeah. Your on equilibrium, else. yeah,
0: yeah. Someone else doing that same stuff. Because if that person, that monk, does <coughs> all of a sudden changes and does a defiled mm. act,
1: mm. You oh my
0: and the sangha yeah, he has to disrobe or something, then yeah. <laughs> your practice.
1: Oh. Yeah. Well, or that's more like my the faith, all my inspiration. Was it the acrobats? Mm.
0: Yeah, that, that took
1: yeah. One on the standing on each other's shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you mm-hmm. look after me, I look after you. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, no. Actually, the safest will be if you look after you look after yourself, and I look after myself, and then we're both going to be in sync. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Let's go <do> further. <coughs> Another question is: I am afraid of breaking vinaya. I obsess over the minor details and having now read that the Buddha in his last instructions said to the monks after I am gone the Sangha if at once may abolish the lesser and minor training rules so it seems that I have been obsessing over things which are not important I think I should obsess over what is important but I don't know which guidelines to now obsess over mm. if the Buddha himself mm. says the minor Lesser training rules can be abolished if you want. Mm. (laughs) No, he's saying not not that important.
1: Exactly. So then you have to accept the fact that um, there is fear in your mind on account of which you're obsessing, and then not act out of fear. Accept it and endure it. Oh, there are all these rules, and we're breaking. Oh, I'm afraid. I'm doubtful. Feels unpleasant. So I keep acting towards reclarifying and rehashing all these rules and permutations so then I can remove the doubt. And that's why you're afraid and that's why you're in doubt and that's why you're not uh, benefiting from keeping the precepts. So you have to recognize that and it's like, yeah, but I'm not breaking the precepts. The mind is making you think and rehash and recheck and go into minor details. The Buddha himself said you could abolish all the minor and lesser rules, just keep the main Parajikas and Sangha Decesas or whatever. Uh, that terrifies me now because it basically, now that doubt that I've been feeding through trying to redefine and, 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 and re- like re- rehash the, un- the same answers over and over again, oh, it's because man- because he was never there. But yes. So you need to stop acting out of the doubt, yeah. trying to get rid of it through you know, revisiting the text and reclarifying what you already know <coughs> and accept the fact that you already know what the precepts are you're not breaking them and the mind is being irrational and resisting and trying to make you act towards it and, 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 and overwhelm you and you have to endure that and not act because uh, as that, <coughs> that,
0: that, that sutta says when, when the Buddha's uh, in the Pari, Parinibbana sutta mm-hmm. when he's passing away and he says he doesn't clarify which are the mm-hmm. minor rules <coughs> that you can abolish so that, get, but it, I think it's great because it does leave responsibility on each person.
1: After we passed away, mm. Ananda reported that and then all these Arhans was like guessing or rather b- suggesting. It's like, okay, well, I think, okay, I think that we can, uh, we can abandon everything except the four grave offenses. Then another Arhan said, no, no, I think we can abandon everything except the uh, four grave offenses and sang decessives. Then somebody says, well let's include this, let's not include that. But generally he was like, Oh, just just this just wipe all of it except the four big parajikas.
0: Because
1: mm. that's enough for the training from where they, they were Arahants actually. <coughs> it wasn't just they were trying to get rid of the rules. No, they, they knew what was valuable for the practice. So that's kind of and and then obviously they said, Well let's not for now at least, let's not abolish any of it because the Buddha just passed away there are many people that already know our rules, and they'll say, look, as soon as the teacher died, they are kind of dismissing his training. Um, And there was a factual kind of reason back then because the Buddha did just pass away and everybody was aware of it. But today you can use it like just even for yourself to reflect and kind of... Okay, so if they're like these arahants, they said, I mean, they were no vinaya to begin with. When monks started practicing, they knew what to do. They knew what not to do, anything rooted in greed, aversion, delusion. But as things started, you know, as things were becoming more diluted things proliferated and then certain rules needed to be defined, just certain criteria to to remind you of where not to go. Uh, But yes, so it's like, whether and if you are acting out of a mind of doubt, even if you had just one rule, you could become irrational about it, (laughs) let alone if you have many more. But the point is that you are feeding that mind of doubt that it's making you even more afraid of breaking, even more of this, even when you're not breaking it, because you keep trying to get rid of the discomfort of the doubt through justifications of the external authority, the text, the tradition Oh, please agent tell me I'm not wrong, okay thank you, now I'm not wrong, no you are wrong, even if he told you you're not wrong, you're wrong because you acted out of doubt and that's why you still feel and that's why you're still bound by those external things that are kind of covering up your own responsibility, you need the external authority, clarification, the text, the letter to make you feel safe Mm. but that's not where the safety comes from, safety comes from not being moved by unsafety So, by doubt, which is unsafe, fear is unsafe. I must clarify, so I'm safe. No, that's why you will remain unsafe. I must not act out of it so that I can become safe. And then, I don't need the tradition or the texts or even the Buddha himself. That's what it says, like, in the suttas, that's it. You are your own guide now when you get the right view. You don't even need Buddha's input. Of course, it's valuable to have it. It would speed up your progress, but it's not necessary.
0: Is it (coughs) advice? Of seeing the danger in the slightest
1: fault, yeah. So, um, so where's the fault? Yeah, is the fault in this hundred sort of and fiftieth permutation of this letter? No, the fault is in the intention of greed, ill will, distraction. That's the fault. So, see the danger in it. That's it. And you, you cannot can, you break any rules.
2: You can, you can, <coughs> you can on externally not break any rules, but still. Act out of greed. Yeah, uh, of course. Well, that's exactly what happens I, 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 when the responsibility... Is, yeah.
1: When the responsibility is on the tradition or the community, there is no uh, revealing of your own intentions. And that's when you start having all these loopholes in Vinay. Yeah, oh, so I can do this. Be- of the
0: fault. Sorry? Revealing of the faults, basically. Sorry, there's I don't follow. There's no revealing yeah, exactly. of
1: the... F- right, right, right. The slightest yeah. the fault. Yeah. Is you is might be revealing fault. the what you think faults are, mm. but that's not really... The faults that pertain to gradual training <coughs> the point I was going to say was you if when the responsibility is projected on the tradition then you're not seeing your intentions which means now uh anything that's not defined oh i can do it mm-hmm. because see the rule defines like this which means this is allowable because it hasn't been so you're already not having a context on account of it and now because you think when because you think that what you should or shouldn't do is defined by the letter, not by your intention. You'll be doing things that are unsuitable, but are not necessarily explicitly forbidden by the letter or the culture or the tradition. Uh, so you will <coughs> develop, like, even worse, this kind of a discrepancy of that existential level by, whereby you think you are pure, because, look, I'm blameless, I do everything right, while at the same time you're actually more impure because of your views and because of... Further masking away of your own intentions.
0: So, what should, a, as this question says, what should the person
1: obsess over? Slightest fault. Slightest fault of acting out of hindrances, acting out of greed, aversion, distraction, doubt. That's the fault. The fault is you're trying to get rid of the pain of doubt through placing the authority on the external things of tradition, mm. books. Uh, definitions, and so on. And again, senior monks and so the on. The
0: only way <coughs> you can do something unwholesome is to act out of unwholesome intentions. Yeah. yeah. You know, you might you might uh, even break minor minor rules mm. by mistake or you know, yes. just c- circumstantially. But if you act out of unwholesome intentions, yeah,
2: that's intentions, not a
1: fault. Yeah. The fault is when you act out of greed, aversion, delusion. Even you know. The vineo, within the vinaya, within the precepts, that is still
2: the fault. And in the vineyard the, there are so many rules which are predicated on the intention behind it.
1: Yeah, those but are the ones that matter, really. Yeah. Like, there's so many rules that are kind of circumstantial, and like, you know, simply not—you can't even, you can't even fathom how they would be applicable or something, because the circumstances have changed so much. But then you have the rules that, yeah, if the intentions are like this, that's why it's an offense. Ah, oh. so if you're already projected on the level of external cultural authority tradition for the definition of my rules means that whole factor of intention determining whether it's an offense or not becomes invisible because you read that oh well if if you have intention rooted in lust then it's an offense if it wasn't rooted in lust it wasn't an offense oh but was i was i not what what, what book can you tell me whether my intention agent can you tell me can you can can this community tell me please tell me because And then you realize, oh, you can't solve that doubt in that manner, because intention cannot be found in external authority. So what do you do then? Well, you ignore the factor of intention and start creating own rules within your own tradition and the culture that would then prevent even a possibility of doubting my own intentions. And that takes you even further away from where the practice is. Doubting your intentions is good. It's unpleasant, but it's useful. And it can actually reveal where the real problem is. You trying to get rid of the discomfort of the doubt. You acting out of hindrances. You not being able to remain unmoved, even when you know, no, my intention was good. Yeah, but still. And you get perturbed because the mind is undeveloped and now you start acting towards it and you ignore what you know and start trying to just irrationally get rid of the pain of the doubt that, well, but maybe if, there's always maybe if, but you are the one who has to draw a line and then not cross it through acting out of it. And that's how then the mind will come down. Not otherwise. (coughs)
0: There's another related question. I don't know. uh, In terms of assumption to virtue and duty or attachment to virtue Mm. and duty. So the question is what exactly is the assumption there? Uh, And this, I think this assumption that this virtue and duty in itself will result in safety. So a person can... I'm not going to do what I want to yeah. do anymore. I'm just going to follow this community, these rules. And I'm blameless blindly, and I'm safe. And yeah. forget about myself, yeah. which means I am uprooting sense of self. Just following the rules mm. of the community mm. and doing what th- th- the rules are. Thus, no self completely <laughs> humble yeah. and purified yeah. if I just stick to these prescribed rules then of this particular community mm. in, in
1: <laughs> yeah that's basically exactly still finding safety in external form yeah, but that's th- but ignoring the self
0: you completely. kind of block yourself in yeah yeah that's and what I mean it's worse in worse, a way yeah. Yeah, because now you, can't you are on.
1: adopting these views now that are sh- sheltering you even more than before and it will be harder for you to give them up because it will be then... You have to experience that non-safety twice as much as you would have otherwise if you didn't go down that rabbit hole of masking responsibility.
0: And if you... As I say, in, in the Buddhist monastic context, you've, you have so many different types of Buddhism. Mm. And if, you, if there's another group of Buddhist monastics that do something slightly different, mm. it's a kind of threat... <laughs> Your
2: that's why yeah. I guess like schisms yeah. can arise
0: because Excuse, yeah,
2: yeah I'm, I'm attached to my and community. mean well that's why and it almost wrong. Yeah, that's yeah that's why it almost
0: happened I'm attached the, to my cities, yeah. assumed safety or yeah. the thing that gives me safety and this is a threat
1: yeah yeah I'm ad- I'm attached and basically I'm I'm bound with that external self-justifying righteous point of view. Oh, this is the right. thing. Thing. That's not the right thing, mm-hmm. and and that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You're finding safety in that external righteousness. In the same sense, you will find safety in the external authority, the external tradition. And now you you found what nobody else understood on that external level. And now you are the right one. And that's it. That's why it's a problem. Even if what you find safety is factually correct, say it's the Buddha's words. <coughs> the matter you took it in that external uh, yeah. self-righteous sense. You haven't actually uh, Self-righteous. Yeah, you haven't endured it internally on the right level. And that's why when when the when the monks were falling out almost they have a schism over like some Vinaya rule about it, salt or whatever it was, when the Buddha came, told them, like, Okay, you gotta stop this now, it's getting out of hand and they sort of dismissed him three times. He said, Well don't you worry about it, it's our karma, not your karma. They dismissed the person that defined the rule on account of which they feel self-righteous, and he tells them, you're both wrong now, and they dismiss him, because that's how intoxicating self-righteousness is. They, they dismiss the Buddha on account of whom they're practicing the whole thing. They became monks. He defined the rules. He tells them, okay, that's not important. doesn't matter. You you mind your own business, basically. That's how intoxicating it is. It was. even Even back then. Because it is rooted in that sense of safety, that sense of righteousness, and obviously for somebody who has been uh, already keeping the precepts in that manner of the external authority and, and just redefining that righteousness, the clarity to gain more righteousness. Oh yeah, well you know, you I know Pali and I know the etymology of it. Well, I know Pali and I know what the language before Pali. Well, I know the language before before that, and and so I have the thread further than you. None of that. Uh, that's already complete loss of context, <laughs> because is that where you find intentions, your intentions for actions, in dictionaries and languages and studying of etymologies? No. That's always going to be here and now. And that's going to be the reason why you're looking at these places, now that you're obviously unaware of the reason you're unaware mm-hmm. of. So yes, there needs to be some definition, some clarity. That's what, like eight precepts, ten precepts, that's, that's pretty much the kind of the framework that's what covers the non uh, the 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 actions that would they would take you to centrality and ill will and so on. So you don't act towards those things. Everything else, sure. If you see a direct direct relation, direct benefits to taming the mind, you recognize it, but and 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 that's how you will not be dependent on anywhere in the world, even if they say, Oh, all right, none of these rules matter, or all these rules matter. No, you have a direct line to what matters, what's fault and what isn't fault, which is your own intentions, that you have been uprooting rightly and not acting out of hindrances and doubt and trying to get rid of them and falling back onto the external authority for safety. Because it is still the same external authority. (coughs) Somebody might turn to Ajahn, Ajahn says, that's my authority. Somebody won't do that for whatever personal preferences, but it will study the language upon language upon language upon language and and discern the connections that nobody else has seen, and that is my safety now. See? That is the unique thing there that's clearly defined inaccessible to doubt. Until somebody says, well, actually, that paper came later than what you think, and it's not before, but it was after. That's it. You're undermined already. You so what re- do you do you then? You have to revisit everything. To revisit everything. Exactly. So the it's not safety. It's only, only a relative safety because you placed it in a place. You put it in a place that's not actually safe and can never be safe.
2: And it's kind of addictive as well. If you have found safety in, in that in the past... You yeah, will of you course, will continue you will be seeking in the same way. Even yeah, if it's yeah. undermined, okay, now I need to...
1: Well, that's yes. why Silabata paramasa is one of the first three fetters. It's a factual, real fetter. So...